from what is now years, uh, actually decades of ministry, I've reached a conclusion that what we talked about yesterday and what we're going to follow up with today is probably the most critical issue that believers are facing. This is precisely what one Christian leader with a great deal of exposure to people dealing with issues said to me years ago. He said, the greatest problem in the body of Christ is the failure of those of us who have been forgiven so much to begin to forgive others. And that is true. It is absolutely true. Now, yesterday we looked at Ephesians chapter 4, and we saw that straightforward command that we are to forgive others the way we have been forgiven. Now, we discussed what forgiveness is not, and then we began to talk about what forgiveness is really all about. And really few of us as believers, I think, really understand that. It's not that we're saying that what the person did is okay. It's not okay. It was wrong. We've been done a disservice. There is a lack of justice. But when we forgive, we're trusting God to deal with it. That's really what this is all about. And we can simply gloss over the hurt and the pain, and that's what we want to do. We don't want to go there, do we? Now, put yourself into this story in Matthew chapter 18, and tell me which person represents you. And I think you'll be able to put it together. It's a familiar passage. It says, Then Peter came up to him, up to the Lord Jesus, and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. And then he gives a story, one that should be deeply embedded in our hearts and minds. Jesus continued and said, Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 uh, talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when the same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he could pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant! I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. The master forgave this huge debt. Millions, tens of millions of dollars is implicated in the, the uh, talents that were referenced there. He owed 10,000 talents. And you put it into the days, today's economy, we're talking about a huge sum of money. And he was forgiven that. That's us. That's you if you've trusted in Christ. That's uh, true of me, having trusted in Christ. 
a multi-million dollar debt for my sins, forgiven by our Master, our Father in heaven. Now, the next thing is the servant, though, that was forgiven, went out and starts to try and collect a, a debt owed to him that was, you know, maybe like $50, relatively small amount of money. And he was going to get that money no matter what. And, and that's what it's like when we hold something against someone else. Here, we have been forgiven many millions. What are we doing? We're going out and holding others accountable for their $50 debt toward us. And yes, there is a debt. They did harm us. It was real and it hurt. But the bottom line is God is saying, look, I have forgiven all this. I want you to forgive this person for this and let me take it from here. And yet we hold on to it. And then what it says at the end, it's, I mean, so incredibly powerful because once the master found out what the servant did, failing to forgive, he, he said that he would uh, literally put him in jail with the tormentors. Now, by the way, I believe that ties into Ephesians 4 when it says that we give ground to the enemy, and I believe the enemy is the tormentor. Forgiveness is part of God's protection so that Satan can't use this against us. But if we act like that servant who had been forgiven so much and yet won't forgive others, then what happens is we're in prison and the enemy has access to us. And then it says in verse 35 of Matthew chapter 18, And so also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Now what does that mean? I believe that means what we were talking about a moment ago. And that is, at that moment, you take it to the Lord and you forgive that person. You need to allow yourself to see and possibly even sense the, the pain of the past. In other words, don't just kind of put it in the in corner of your mind. And I, I can remember vividly a, uh, a dear woman longing to have a child. And she found out she was struggling with infertility. My wife and I were talking with this couple because we knew them personally. We had struggled in the same way. And then I can remember I, I said something about, you know, why, you know, they had waited quite a while. And she said, well, my husband just didn't think we were in a position and to really afford a child. And, and so, and I could just tell, oh boy, this is tender. You know, they had put off trying to have a child because of the husband's concerns. And then she said this, and as she was sharing, she said, oh, but I've forgiven him. And just as she said it, I thought to myself, no, you haven't. Don't minimize legitimate and real pain. Don't gloss over it. You can face it, and you, you need to give it to the Lord. And so then you forgive the offender. I think it's helpful to be able to do this hearing your own voice, hearing it out loud, hearing you say the name of the person that hurt you, and being willing to describe the nature of the hurt. I remember a couple came to me, husband and wife in the ministry, and she knew that she had been molested by a stepfather. She had gone to counseling for years and was struggling. And they knew that I, I believed in this whole thing of the enemy attacking, and they started to wonder, you know, could, could this be the enemy that keeps attacking? And I said, I don't know. And so we met, and her husband was there with her, and, and we just simply went through things. And, and I, didn't, I didn't suggest anything, but at some point we said, well, let's just pray. You believe you've forgiven your stepfather, and maybe you have. Well, let's ask the Holy Spirit to reveal anything still holding on to. And as we did, I mean, suddenly she had a memory of a particularly horrible time. But as she went to the Lord, and it was like her husband and I had disappeared, 
She was so connected to the Lord. She gave it to the Lord in a way that suddenly her countenance lifted. Everything changed. You could see it. I don't know all that really happened at that moment. I can just tell you that the healing was flowing. But she had to hear herself say that time this happened, and she went into a description, which had me in tears. It may be that right now as you're listening, that's happening in your heart. If you're in a position right now and the Lord's brought someone to your mind, don't let this moment go by. Please don't. This is a moment the Holy Spirit wants to do a work in your life, wants to lift this, wants to take it from you. Out loud if you can, if you know, when no one's around or you're there with a trusted friend, just out loud, Lord, I want to obey. You have forgiven me. I want to forgive. And who is that person? Say the name. And Lord, I just remember when. What was it? What is the memory that comes to your mind? What is the nature of the offense against you? Talk to the Lord about it. He, he already knows But as you tell him, at that moment, he begins to take the responsibility for it. At that moment, he begins to to literally take the burden from you, and it becomes his to judge. It also then opens up the opportunity for you to experience true freedom. You have taken that person and handed that person over to the Lord, and your forgiveness, your forgiveness begins. Don't hold on to it. Forgiveness, you're dismissing the debt. That person had to you. You're never going to demand anything from that person. That person has been set free as far as anything from you. You're not going to retaliate. person didn't earn it. It's a gift you're giving. And this person you are releasing, you're releasing the offense, the offender, and any resentment that comes with it. You don't need to hear, I'm sorry. You may never hear that anyway. You're releasing any right to remain bitter or any sense in which you can retaliate and, and pay back. So you release any rights to come after that person for that offense. God is more than able to deal with that person and what happened. And what you are doing at that very moment is you're demonstrating the character of God. Think about it. So just as the Lord is willing to forgive us, we're called to forgive others. To show mercy. To show a gift of grace. To set the offender free. Free from any obligation to us. And we decide we will bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances we may have against one another. We will forgive as the Lord has forgiven us. Now, there's questions of should you confront that person? In some cases, you you may need to. But you never have an obligation to tell that person you have forgiven him or her. Now, if they ask, you should answer honestly. In some cases, confrontation is required. If someone harmed you, and they may be doing harm to others, other innocent people, then the Lord may well guide you to confront. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal that to you. Should you ever reconcile that relationship? Again, that's a totally separate issue. One that uh, you should entertain only with the guidance of uh, the Word of God and some godly friends and through prayer and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Do not resume a relationship where the hurt will obviously be resumed. Marriage uh, creates a, a, a different dynamic since you live together. And so you must pursue reconciliation there. But you also might need to pursue lovingly. Having forgiven, you might need to confront behavior in order to ultimately, you trust, you hope, you pray, rescue the relationship, the marriage. I, I hope today that uh, our time together has been helpful.
uh, I would love to know that. And if we can help you in any way, uh, please let us know. Heavenly Father, I just pray that this moment will not pass by as you have spoken to the hearts of some folks that need to forgive someone. That you would allow them the grace necessary to give the hurt, the pain, and all that comes with it, give it all over to you. And to trust you not only to deal with the person and the hurt that was inflicted, but that you would bring healing. For you do not despise a broken heart. In fact, you embrace us in our brokenness. And I just pray that those who are listening to my voice right now would trust you with that and be great forgivers as you have forgiven us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.